Street Fighters, welcome. It's the basement show. We're here in the basement, ready to talk to each other. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We do this every single week, Wednesday nights. Uh, around 11 o'clock, depends on what we're doing. Uh, sometimes earlier. Uh, Brian is a trooper today. We recorded some bonus content. We watched an episode of Undercover Boss that'll be coming to our Patreon very soon. Uh, we also recorded some a bonus video watch. We checked out a typo negative uh, video so Brian could show me what all the fuss is about. And we've just been uh, rolling, keeping it going as best we can uh, in the world that we're in. And we're happy that everybody comes and listens and chats and watches and contributes to the show. It really means a lot. And, uh, you know, we had no idea it was going to get this big and it's only gotten better. So that's because of all y'all that listen. Uh, you can get more more from us by going to patreon.com slash radio and you can watch what we do on live stream on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube. Uh, I also go on Instagram live on occasion. Would like to do it more, but you can find me at WCRS running the Instagram over there. So, I think that's it. Uh, we got Means TV in the works, nailing down some final details, and, uh, but for tonight, all we got to do is this, this show, really. Yeah, yeah, man. Nothing more. I'm less rashed today. Uh, probably going to throw out like a quick little apology. I felt very bad about my performance near the end of the uh, show on Sunday. But I was elsewhere in my brain and it sucked and I felt real bad about it. And then I uh, uh, thought about it for a couple days and <laughs> recorded a podcast or two and felt a little better. It's like one of those things where, like, you just leave on a bad note of something, you know? We've done a million podcasts, but, like, one where I feel like I didn't do my best is like, oh. Yeah. Fuck. That was Sunday, you're saying? Yeah. I just, Sunday felt like, well, I was so near the end. I was just like, I'm a fucking, I have a rash. And, and you know, something I was thinking about because of the DMs I got Monday and Tuesday it's like now everybody on the internet thinks I have jock itch. Yes. Which I know what jock itch is. Believe it or not, as a guy who walks as much as I am and weighs as much as I do, I've had it a bunch of times. You know it. Oh, boy, am I. I'm very uh, uh, acquainted with jock itch yeah. in my day. Uh, I, You know what? I I've, wish I had the name. <clears throat> I need to give people more credit. But uh, someone did... Send an article written by Deadspin that said Dove is horrible soap. Beauty bar. Yeah, it's a beauty bar, not a soap. I gotta stop. I get. You know what needs to start happening? We gotta start looking at packages more. It's just they tell you to read the label, but you just don't think about it. You're like Dove is Dove soap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Dove soap. Everybody knows Dove soap. No. No, it's called a beauty bar. It's like which is dr- specifically not soap. It's like dried lotion. Yeah. Yeah. It's like anything out. It's like everything at the store now. It's like something else, you know, like especially the stuff we grew up with where it's like every piece of cheese I ate growing up up until about fucking 10 years ago was cheese food. Yeah. It wasn't cheese. Pasteurized <laughs> cheese product. Yeah. I don't think I had something that wasn't pasteurized cheese product until like 2013, you know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, that was what 
that was what my parents did. Sure. You know, and, yeah. and to tell you the truth, I think that's why I like five guys a lot because they toss that fucking shitty American cheese on the burg and it just feels like home. Yeah. It just feels like you're eating fucking like dinner when you're 11, when you know, you don't have a car in the shop and a rash all over your body, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they take you back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a type of medicine. I think pasteurized cheese products is a type of medicine. Well, that's the thing I always talk about queso. This was like, until about a year ago, I didn't know how to make no queso that didn't have Velveeta in it. Yeah. You know, the old Velveeta. And um, then I, I've been learning slowly so that I can, like, make something that is actually queso. Right. But if I want to fucking get down with some queso, I will go buy a brick of that Velveeta. I will. I'm not afraid of it. You know? I'm a fan. Also, uh, while we're on this subject, the fucking grocery store is miserable. And I'm even more mad at it now than I have been the past two weeks. Wow. You talked so you know? much. You said all their produce was. It is trash. D. Subpar. C. Plus. C. C plus produce. Okay grocery store no semolina flour just a uncultured country like how am i supposed to make italian foods without semolina flour you know i'm gonna make a pizza dough with regular ass flour no i need the semolina that's how the italianos make it hey it's important yeah yeah it, uh, it's yeah, i have it should be uh, like part of like when we take stuff we should also do the the right do it the right way yeah Instead of just, ha you know, instead of just the boiled in a box spaghetti, boil from a box spaghetti. I got nuts today, dude. It. I got nuts today. I had to go to two stores, uh -huh. first of all, which pissed me off. Because it's like, if I go to one supermarket, I need them to have everything I want, you know? And the thing about the supermarkets in my area is Kroger sells Caramellos. Giant Eagle does not. Yeah. So I am like, I don't want to go to Giant Eagle at all. No mellows. No mellows, no Brian. You know? So now you're you're sucked into the Giant Eagle infrastructure? Like so what happens is I go to Kroger to get some active dry yeast, which capitalism should have provided for me. Right. At the Kroger. They should have it. Right? Yeah, I would think so. They have none. Still. 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 That's that's a capitalism right there. It's like where where like I would love to fucking sit down with Ben Shapiro and be like, why why can't I get active dry yeast right now if this is all so great? Right. If everything's so fuck if if infinite growth is possible, where's my active dry yeast? I want to buy a fucking boatload of it. Yeah, it seems like you a know? great opportunity to sell yeast right now. What yeah. Ha what happened here? Why aren't they? It seems messed up. And and here's another thing that's going on in Columbus. And I know this is my fault. Because I've been running my mouth, okay? Everybody's out of mellows. There's a mellow shortage. Mellow shortage. And fucking, if you live here, don't buy them. They're mine. Those wow. are my mellows. I have dominion over the mellows. I've had to go sometimes two places. You walk in, there's no caramellos. It's like, who the fuck else is buying these? These are mine. <laughs> There's no other caramel candy substitute? I would fucking never think of it. You know why? Because all the other ones have salt in them. It's all salty caramel. And I'm just a poor, 
young white trash man from Groveport, Ohio, that does not want big chunks of salt in his car- caramel. Okay, I just want caramello, like the olden days. Okay, okay, yeah, like the pre cheddar cheese days when you just had cheese food. Okay, and and I can't get my lemon lime Gatorade Zero anywhere. Now, what's going on with that? And I know it's because I post about it. And people are like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to fucking make sure that Brian has to compromise on his Gatorades. And that, because they're a dollar everywhere right now. 88 cents at some places. You can get this huge Gatorade, right? Okay. And I need the zero because if it's not the zero, it's like syrup to me. Yeah. It's thick. It's a thick drink. I don't like it. Thick with electrolytes. No, I think it's thick with sugar, really. I think the sugar is what gets it really thick. Because this is zero sugar. Thin. Very thin. It's the perfect flavor. It's perfect. But everywhere I go, no lemon lime. None. And it's because I posted about it. It's because people have seen me drinking it on the stream. People in Ohio are like going fucking fucking batshit crazy for caramellos and lemon lime Gatorade. And now they're locking me out of it. You know? So I'm here on this show right now telling you to cut it out. You know, you didn't want it before this. These were things I picked that nobody liked. And now it's all over with, you know, people were sending me pictures of half eaten caramellos that they had today. Half eaten. Like, yeah, they were, they were like, yeah, I'm just enjoying one right now when you can't go buy the kind that you like, you know? Yeah. I thought they were getting rid of the rest of it. No, they're they eating took it. A bite and we're like, all right, it's basic. No, it's not basic, though. It's too good. You put one of those motherfuckers in the refrigerator, and you start eating it, and you're like, oof. The other night, I was like, I'm not going to eat any of the caramellos tonight. I'm going to fucking burn myself out on them. I'm not going to eat any. Yeah. I ate six. Six what? Squares? King-size caramello bars. No. No, you can't do that. Right. I know I can't do that, and I shouldn't do that, but it was the first day of my steroid treatment for my rash. And I was just ravenous. And I could not stop eating. Have you tried, like, food? That's the only food that tastes good to me right now. I just love it. Just love it. All right. That would be the worst thing about getting COVID for me, is if I couldn't taste caramellos. They can make it into a smoothie, maybe? Well, oh, you can't taste. Someone sent me a caramello, caramello smoothie recipe. Okay. I got to see try if that. I can make it for you. Okay. I mean, it's a little weird. I don't like smoothies as much as I used to back in the day. I like milkshakes. You know? <laughs> no, the, yeah, okay. A yeah. mellow Who milkshake. doesn't? Who doesn't like candy and ice cream combined? <laughs> Caramello milkshake. That would be something. Caramello blizzard? Yeah. You know, a couple weeks ago, Gwen wanted a milkshake. It's like one in the morning, right? You can't. I yeah. mean, where are you going to go to get a milkshake one in the morning? Well, I happen to know a place. Uh, the, the freezer? You got one of those, go, those no. ones you put in the microwave? No, those suck, dude. Those are tor- terrible. I mean, and nobody I makes, nobody's ever made a good homemade milkshake, ever. Well, in that's the history not true. Of milkshakes. That's not true. Never. If you got the little machine, you can have a go at it. <clears throat> nope. Never works. So anyway, uh, because we're just not good at it. It's like making a homemade cheeseburger. It's like just, we can't do that. You know? That's not, that's not the average person's skill set. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's milkshakes for are not restaurants. That hard. Restaurants, they're milkshake people, cheeseburger people. The mil- that's where you get those things, right? Okay. You want peanut butter and sandwich jelly sandwich? You don't need to get that at a restaurant. You can make that at home, you know? 
So uh, I take her to the market district get go. Ah, the they have station. the fucking milkshake. They got the TV screen, the touch screen where you can order a milkshake. She wants a birthday cake milkshake, right? Cool. But it's not her birthday. But she doesn't bring a mask. So I have a mask. I got to go in there and I got to order this thing while she stands outside, right? One in the morning, she's standing out in front of the store. I'm, I'm in there and I'm like, okay, birthday cake, milkshake, uh, whipped cream. And then the woman's like, oh, we don't got no sprinkles, right? And I was like, we don't got no sprinkles? No sprinkles. Did those come separately? Well, no, but they, I, I they think in a, hopper? a birthday cake, milkshake, should have sprinkles in it, right? But then I was like, mm, really just buying it for the flavor. Don't yeah. need the sprinkles. Yeah. Biggest letdown of her life. She was so annoyed with me when I got outside and handed it to her. She was like, what's the point without the sprinkles? And I'm like, what's the point of the fucking sprinkles? You know, you just want birthday cake flavor. It's a flavor, you know? So, so that's sprinkles are the fun, I guess. Yeah, but they don't taste like anything. Sprinkle, do sprinkles have a flavor? No, not that I know of. Yeah, no, they're just fucking decorations. Who gives a fucking rat's ass about these things? So uh, I, I saw this story earlier today, or right before we went to record, actually, and it was really funny. So it was a representative. He's in the House of Representatives for Pennsylvania. Okay, Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, he put out a press release from his official stationery, you know, to the House of Representatives sign on it and all the stuff, all of his info, where where his office at and stuff. And uh, I want to read you the first line of this and get your reaction, because I think this is something you're going to really like. Let's hear it. State Representative Russ Diamond addresses hateful comments towards the unmask community. Oh. <laughs> oh. He's finally speaking up. It's time for some identity politics. Yeah. <laughs> From the Republicans. Going to throw us some identity politics. They're doing, yep, they're doing that identity judo on us. I kind of like this. Switching. I kind of like the idea of saying unmask community because there are going to be people... Who have to who treat this like legit? Yeah, if that makes sense. There's going to be well-meaning liberals. This gets the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be these the the liberals that are like, oh, wouldn't it be fucking great if Joe Biden picked like, uh, fucking Rick Santorum as his vice president? Then we'd have a fucking real super thing going on there. Yeah. You know that they those people will engage this. And be like, the unmasked community? I never really thought of them as a community, you know? (laughs) This is interesting. Tell me more about the unmasked community. How can we get their votes? (laughs) Well, they need them. You see the Democratic platform? No. This week? Oh, it's bleak, dude. It Uh, is bleak. They did a huge vote for Medicare for All being part of the platform. Do they do the convention or something? No, they just... Before the convention, they have to, like... vote on the platforms among the party you know and uh let me get you the numbers for medicare for all uh the vote for medicare for all for the democratic platform which by the way uh an overwhelmingly um especially with democrats with their base a popular thing right like 
I think somebody was, I, I think I saw numbers like 68% of their base wants Medicare for all. Yeah, they should. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's upsetting. It's only that much. Yeah. So where, where we got here? Uh, God damn it. Okay. Yeah. That, that was almost 90. It says, uh, fuck. God damn it. I should have saved this. Yeah, it's fine. It, it was a big number that voted against Medicare for all. I think it was 50 of them voted for it. And then a hundred and someone voted against it. And then the other big thing that showed up and it really pissed me off is legalizing weed overwhelmingly against it. Really? The Democratic Still. Party overwhelmingly against legalizing weed during how this uprising moment too where we're talking about i mean i'll be generous i'm i want to abolish the police we are talking about reform here some people want some sort of reform yeah and uh yeah just against it worthington uh canceled their scott worthington schools canceled their contract with columbus and worthington police yeah that's great that's actually good i mean i can't believe they got away with it though very surprising uh but you're right i mean this is directly related to it this is what people have always said when it comes to joe biden is he's not the he's not any help to people that support uh you know, support the, the 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 Bernie Sanders. Like this is this is what like there's this whole new group of people that are activated. We want Medicare for all. We the weed is being smoked like crazy in plenty of other places, and and still play, people are going to jail for it. It's fucking idiotic. Yeah, it says today the Democratic National Committee's platform committee voted 106 to 50 to reject an amendment to endorse legalizing marijuana. That is like. It should Helps be humiliating nobody. to be a hundred and six. Those hundred and six people. It should be humiliating to be those. I don't think so. They're probably in have a wonderful life that they enjoy. But for what reason? Why won't they give us reason? Why can't we even just get a fucking reason why they won't legalize it? They should at least have to fucking tell us a reason. It's just like I'm. I'm seeing people. That are responding to these things saying like it endangers children and families. And it's like, that's weird because how does it do that? I don't quite understand how it endangers children and families. Uh, weed is very cool. And uh, it's a ridiculously popular thing now. And it's like, part of me just feels like they're trying to lose, you know? It seems that way. I mean, if you were trying to throw the fight, this is a good way to do it, I think. Well, it just uh, considering if you wanted to win, these things are overwhelmingly popular items that you can get anybody to vote for. Do you remember in 2004 when that election was going on? And, and one of the things the Republicans got a lot of credit for, like just in a horse race way, not in like, you know, we're not saying they're good, but but in battleground states where it looked like Bush couldn't win. They put up anti-gay marriage ballot initiatives on the uh, on the thing because they knew it would turn people out to vote. Sure, for that, and then you know, chances are they're going to vote for a Republican. There weren't yeah. very many Democrats that were against it. Maybe I, I'm sure there were. Actually, I think Obama was still against it at that time. But uh, I remember seeing that. Now I just think about like the types of things that they could 
they, like get away with. They don't have to. I mean, they're, they have to look out for the interests of the people controlling of the economy, though. Yeah. Like, they have to look out for the interests of uh, folks that like Aetna or whatever, or Blue Cross and Blue Shield that are higher, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, you know. Yeah. They have to worry about like they want they want to make sure that that money keeps flowing to private health care. Yeah. And that prison and pharmacy companies don't have any of their businesses affected by uh legalizing weed. Yeah, you're right. It's all a sham. I mean, what and, is it? That what affects them? Are we going to stop taking medicine when they legalize weed? And well, fucking here's the other thing. We fucking know what's going to happen. It's not even like this thing that's like we will never legalize weed. Everybody here knows that the ball is rolling downhill. So what is even the point in being the thing that's stopping it from going? You know, I don't understand it. I don't know who these delegates are. Who are these fucking delegates? I would love to meet all 106 of the delegates <laughs> that voted against <laughs> marijuana legalization. Because it just feels crazy to me. To even think of, I, I don't think I talk to one person in my daily life that would be against it. I can't think of a fucking person that I've met in, I don't fucking know how long that is now still like we, it's, it's still a moral panic to them, you know? Yeah. I don't think, I think it's just a business decision. Mm. I really do. Fucking There's business. a lot of interests. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it just, uh, uh. It doesn't seem like it would hurt a business, though. It doesn't even... It seems so harmless, dude. Like, I don't know what the thing is... That, like, what is business not getting out of it? Like, I guess prison and, and jailing and that sort of thing. The, the war on drugs. And also, it, it really does give the police an excuse to, to look through your shit. If yep. they want to, especially because they think everything smells like weed. Yep. You know, every time I've been pulled over, it's been like a thing that every time I've ever been pulled over, it's like you smoking a cigarette in a car and they'd be like, is that marijuana? And you're like, no. And they're like, get out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> they search you. You drove over a skunk and they think it's weed, <laughs> you know, like it's every time. Cause I've been pulled over a lot of times with nothing in the car, I nothing and got searched. Yeah, I had uh, a friend who's country cops. Re these country cops, like, had a bag of flour drug tested. Like, they were coming to the house to bake, and we were like, bring six cups of flour. And on the way, they got pulled over and had a drug test brought out to see what this fucking flour was. You can't look at flour and know that it's flour. <laughs> Why didn't they do the lick their finger and, like they do in the movie? I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, you got to bake the flour, too. Yeah, I, that's so silly that you're not... Well, because they're scared of everything. Yeah, know? it could be fentanyl. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a big bag of fentanyl that I'm driving, probably sitting out in the car, too. Yeah. Like a bag of flour probably sitting on the console between them, like you would be driving with a huge bag of cocaine <laughs> sitting there, you know? Like fucking Bronson Pinchot in uh, True Romance yeah. when he's driving a car. <laughs> just doing coke. I love that fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, while we're here, I will say uh, I thought this was very funny. I saw this earlier today. And it kind of made me a little bit happy. 
Uh, President Trump devolved into self-pity during a White House coronavirus briefing on Tuesday, okay. lamenting that his approval ratings were lower than those of two top government medical experts. They, he, he's lower it's, than Fauci. It's a horse race. He hates this. He, ah, he hates this Fauci guy. Can you imagine what goes on in his mind about this Fauci guy? Yeah, he thinks he's making him look bad. Yeah, which, by the way, he's not. No, well, I mean, he Fauci, looks just as bad. Yeah, Fauci seems horrible. Fauci's throwing a fucking first pitch out at a baseball game, and you're like, no, you should be saying we shouldn't be having baseball games, dude. Yeah, you're not supposed to be helping this thing along. But you know what? Also, that quote today was absolutely chilling about, like, uh, congratulations to all the schools that are opening. You're going to be our first in experimentation of what this looks like. And it's like, ah. I don't know. All the all these meme pages and right wingers seem to say like if the government is going to experiment on us with diseases, that's like revolt time. You know? Yeah. Isn't I don't supposed to be a pro- like. How is the most patriotic thing to do now? Uh, go get coronavirus at school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a weird quote, especially from a doctor. Oh yeah. You know? No, like, that's eesh. ghoulish. Yeah. Yeah. You're our. This is the great experiment, and it's- then like. So if we if a bunch of teachers die, we'll know the experiment wasn't good. But if a bunch if only a few teachers die, great experiment. I can't tell you how much I love the results. You know? Yeah, it's a shit show. Um, The baseball thing, though, to me, was a really that was a really weird moment because it's like this Doctor Fauci, he was never going to throw the first pitch at a major league baseball game. Never. No, he just got. He so, just got the he got enough like clout yeah. to where the MLB was like, how about you come out, make everybody feel comfortable again? <laughs> you know, <laughs> wear the stethoscope or with the uniform or something. So how do you, you look? I've talked about my selfishness so many times on this show. I don't know what, if I could not do it. What if they like what if they just really this becomes like a desperate thing? Everybody gets starved out for money. And then they're like, we'll pay a thousand dollars, you know, for a couple anarchist comedians to uh, MC an event like Which, an all by day the way, festival. We can do they'll let us do Bonnaroo. OK, yeah. See, that's the fucking thing about me is that I am like selfish enough where it's like, fuck, man, I get to MC Bonnaroo. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm fucking going to be introducing Beyonce on the stage. I <laughs> yeah. think I got to do that. Yeah. So that about the Super Bowl, dude. Like, flip the coin at the Super Bowl. It's like, if you're Fauci, you know that, like, you have a window. This is, yeah. Where you're, like, the most, he is the most well-liked, most popular dude with, like, regular-ass people right now. Most regular-ass people. The ones that count. I mean, the ones that don't like him, the, the conservatives that don't like him, they don't fucking like anybody. Right. So, they don't... They don't really like matter, you know, and like it would be strange to be asked to throw the first pitch out. And like politically for me, I don't I want to come on the air and be like, I wouldn't do it, you know, because I don't think they should be playing baseball. Like I I want to say that. But goddamn, if they fucking ask me i'd be like i gotta throw the first pitch no I mean, way yeah i, I want to throw the first pitch that's a big spot dude that's a big spot it's a big spot to get embarrassed yeah he did get embarrassed too did you see his pitch i heard i only heard about it and it sounded atrocious it was bad it was bad I, but i could do better than him i could probably throw a strike dude you would ha- you would i'm sure you would practice 
Yeah. Well, he probably, he had to have practiced, right? I don't know. I just don't know why he did it. Like, he seems no, like. No, it's propaganda, dude. It's, it's He's a fucking idiot. And, like, now you're hearing about the baseball season where, like, I think somebody said 14 people in a Marlins organization got coronavirus. Yeah. It's like, just. One, one of the guys that, that recovered from it said it has, like, heart, uh, like, uh, an enlarged heart and shit, like inflammation and everything. Right. And and with baseball, the thing is, like, it does seem like, to me... Ooh, that's a bad pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I could do better than him, right? Yeah, you could top that. Yeah. It does seem like, to me, that, like, uh, uh, baseball is the only sport... Well, I mean, along with wrestling. Baseball is the only, like, legitimate sport that isn't doing a bubble. Nobody knows what the NFL is doing yet. Yeah. But baseball's not doing a bubble. And I just think, like, personally, and I, this is not to demean people who play the sport or whatever. I just don't think you can trust athletes, like, on the whole, to yeah. not be stupid. As a bunch, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a shitload of probably very smart people that are playing baseball. They went to college. They graduated college. They know everything. But I also think that there's a bunch of athletes that, like, nobody's ever told them no or that what they're saying is stupid yeah. or anything like that. Did you see the guy that got in trouble for baseball? The, the basketball guy that got in trouble? I saw a couple basketball guys that got in trouble. One... Uh, one basketball guy got in trouble because somebody that was close to him died. Okay. And he left the bubble ah. to go to the funeral. And then on his way back to the bubble, he stopped at the Magic City Strip Club. Oh, no. But only to get wings and ah. chicken tenders. He oh. said he went in, picked them up, and walked out. Didn't. Like, yeah, stay they, they have good wings, I bet. He did. He said they got the best wings. He's like, anybody that fucking knows anything sure. about Atlanta, Magic City got the best wings. Sure. So he went and got wings, and now he's got a quarantine for 14 days. And people were so fucking pissed at him. Like, oh, this is such a selfish act. It's a hideous, disgusting, selfish act. And it's like, I mean, but you would expect more of that, is what I'm saying. Like, you would expect a lot more people to break the bubble you know yeah formula one has done pretty good uh but they still had people break the bubble like almost within the first couple weeks what are they doing do you know like what they're doing to break the bubble because that's the kind of stuff i'm very interested in like flew what? back home these flew oh. back home for a birthday or something stupid <sighs> jeez yeah i mean yeah but uh i don't know they don't have they have zero positive cases they've done like thousands and thousands of tests yeah, Formula One also seems like a thing where you could social distance. I yeah. know the pit crews. Well, the, that's what the pit crews have to stay together. The but bubble. you're right. The, the the players are not like in each other's faces breathing heavily. Yeah, baseball and basketball. I mean, I think baseball feels like the safest of the sports. I, but because like I've also been thinking about tennis seems safe. You know? Yeah. Baseball, anything where you're far away from each other. But basketball, it really doesn't feel like you can do that without getting some cases. But it also feels like if the bubble's working, 
let them fucking do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so Denver Nuggets president of basketball operation, Tim Connolly, has spoken with Michael Porter Jr. about the second year forward theorizing the coronavirus pandemic is being used for population control. Okay. Connolly did not make a statement, but Nuggets head coach Michael Malone said he learned about Porter's comments, which were made on a Snapchat Q&A session when he boarded the team bus to practice on Wednesday morning, which you can't do that. The, like already like since the nba season has started i don't watch basketball and i have seen like almost a story a day of some basketball guy getting in trouble for saying something wild on snapchat q a <laughs> sessions <laughs> just like I mean, they're young dudes. Thinking out loud. Yeah, thinking out loud. Yes, thinking out loud. Obviously, I'm not the stop police, Malone said during a Zoom session with reporters. I'm not going to tell any of our players what they can and can't say. All I would say is just be sensitive to the current situation in our country and throughout the world in regards to coronavirus. That's a good boss response, I think, you know, because you can't tell him that he's not allowed to say whatever thing he's yeah. believing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just save that for the locker room. Yeah. I mean, but you got to let these guys, you got to let you these guys, their freedom of speech. Yeah. I believe that because I believe we let like fucking plumbers say whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? When I was a cable guy, you know, I wasn't like this guy didn't say something overly offensive. You know, he said like probably some shit. He's in a bubble. Stuck with a bunch of NBA players, nothing to fucking do, horrible food at Disney World. You're fucking living at Disney World, you know? Yeah. You want to live at Disney World? No. So it's like, you got to let these guys blow off steam, man. They don't fucking probably even, I mean, they got the internet and all that stuff, but like, what does an NBA season, an NBA player's life look like normally? Compared to what it looks like now, people are going to pop off on social media. And he's just sitting around thinking about coronavirus all day, probably because yeah. he's stuck in this bubble. <laughs> he's just sitting around. He's thinking about it. He's making theories in his mind. Who knows what news he's reading? Because people's news choices just, you yeah, can't, you can get whatever you want. You can get whatever you want these days. <laughs> Any news you want, they got it. <laughs> the idea of like shopping for your news. Yeah. Mm, don't like this don't, version of the news. Like bend. I like this news. So, yeah, this guy, uh, um, Porter's comments made headlines as the coronavirus death troll approached 150,000 in the United States and stood at 661,917 around the world on Wednesday. Personally, I think the coronavirus is being used, obviously, for a bigger agenda, Porter said on Snapchat. 22 years old, by the way. Yeah. You'd have been saying this shit, too. You know, uh, it's being used for population control in just terms of being able to control the masses of people. I mean, because of the virus, the whole world is being controlled. So that's what he thinks. You know, you're required to wear. He says you're required to wear masks, Porter added. And who knows what will happen when this vaccine comes out? You might have to have the vaccine in order to travel like that would be crazy. <laughs> so, OK, so, I just think Ask like questions. maybe training in the Q and a method. I think we live in a new weird world where like, remember how popular on MySpace? do you remember how popular surveys were? 
where like you would uh, go to the bulletins and you would just fill out a survey and then post it in the bulletin and then find another one and and just everybody yeah. was just doing surveys all day. They loved giving happened. their funny answers. Facebook does them all the time too. Do they really? People have yeah. People have those big copy and paste things of like eighteen things you have or haven't done or bands that you've seen best. You know. Oh, I guess I haven't done that. Yeah, I haven't done it. But back when in the MySpace days, I loved to fill out a survey. Sure. I guess I get all my opinions out. Yeah, you know, on this. He's a basketball player, dude, and like people love to be asked questions. It's just like a people love it. I love to be asked questions about me. So it's like it is so, especially as a basketball player, probably where you have an audience, you know, you have a ready made audience, probably so tempting all the time to be like, hey, ask me anything, baby. Yeah. It's like we need to like <laughs> maybe give training on how to do Q&A's because there's just some questions you may maybe don't answer, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I would imagine somebody else should be answering that, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine with that much money invested in them that they just have them answer whatever they actually think about that shit. Yeah. That seems like everybody's... uh seems like the guy didn't get in any trouble or anything. So sure. uh, that's nice. I mean, so anyway, back to the Trump thing. Just over a week after he began a rebooted effort driven by rising infection rates and sinking poll numbers to talk about the virus in terms more in line with the medical consensus, Mr. Trump was again making unfounded claims and defending discredited medical experts. It was the sort of eccentric science deficient performance that many of his aides believed unnerved the public during the spring and has come to gravely threaten his reelection project prospects. That's true. He did make us nervous as shit in the spring. You got to admit when you saw him. What, when he said it's all going to be gone by Easter? Yeah, and I, when he was on that medicine, when he was loving that medicine a lot. Oh, yeah, the oh. queen eye. The He's like, we got all this medicine, dude. And people started looking for it. It's like, don't listen to him. We have a president that you have to say, like, you can't listen to him. Right. Like, don't trust nothing he says. Right, right. He doesn't <laughs> check shit. <laughs> but he's the leader. That's how America works is that he's the leader. He's in charge. Yeah. But we have to be like. But we have, we have, a, we have a system of checks and balances, though, to make sure that idiot doesn't have too much power. That's what's great about America. He has too much power, though. Yeah, he's way too much. Now that you say it, now that you bring up that point, I see what you're saying. Been so frustrated, like thinking about how, like how quickly, and maybe this is utopian, but how quickly we could change course if we didn't have this America thing. Yeah, in the way, like this, if we thing, were able to respond to the problems instead of you know being shut down and prevented from doing anything helpful. And yeah. Being told to go back to work and take send our kids to daycare instead. Right. This thing that like they they say it's a feature that everything moves slowly, you know? Oh, it's deliberative. You know, this is great. But it's like that doesn't help in a fucking crisis. Like if, it, if it's like we were talking about on Sunday, I can't fucking like if there's a fire in the middle of the night. I can't wake up and pick a nice outfit to wear before I go outside and watch my house burn down. I have to just fucking go, right. you know, like the make sure the, the wife and the kid, we will make sure we all get out of there and we're alive. That's right. the important part. You don't get to like grab some stuff before yeah. you leave. I mean, I probably would try because I'm 
I would reach out. I'd definitely grab some stuff if I could. Yeah, just a few things. Yeah. <laughs> some of my shirts, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, my precious shirt. Yeah. But no, you, but you don't get to like, it, it's like you wouldn't be like thumbing through. You, you no. wouldn't, it wouldn't be a deliberative process if your house was on fire, you know? And that's how it feels, man, because it's like we got all this stuff happening. We got this, this pandemic where like it, it it is like not going well. Yeah, like it's being handled in maybe the worst way possible by the worst people possible. Well, the but I mean the extra unemployment money has actually kept us afloat. I think has kept the chaos at bay for a little bit. The what? The extra unemployment money. Yeah, and the stimulus, like that was I know ages they're ha- ago. right, but but I'm saying, but they have been like they've been like we might do a stimulus we might could be doing a stimulus sometime but they're so stupid because they're they they just think they can pay that and and say ah it's gonna be over by the fall and yes you have to do stuff like they there's no health system in place to help us there's they can't make any fucking money on it there's no money to be made i saw in italy like you should be walking down the street and someone will just tap you on the shoulder and take your fucking temp, give you, a, I'm sorry, take your temperature, give you a COVID test and then they record it and then, you know, find out who has it and who doesn't. We would flip out if they oh, did that here, but I would love it. I'd be so happy. I'd be like, I'd be out like trying to get stopped so I could get a test, Yeah, you know, but I assume in Italy. You could probably just go get a test. I, I It's every, it's very common. I've been, I've been reading, um, you know how they've reorganized their entire hospitals and they've created pathways for COVID infected people to get in and out of the hospital without breathing or using the same air supplies, employees, anybody. They have a completely separate, like the hospital is completely quarantined off and they're back to like regular shit on the other side. There's a lot of interesting and good information out there. Uh, but you're right. Contact tracing, I read, is going so poorly in America. Uh, I found a, a website for Ohio. They're looking for volunteers. We have record unemployment right now, and they they don't want to hire anybody to do contact tracing. It would take ten dollars an hour, and you could you could get a hundred thousand people overnight in the state of Ohio, easy. Yeah. And I mean, I've also read that uh, they don't want to uh, like Amer- the people that do have it. They've been trying the limited contact tracing. Most people don't respond because they're like afraid of the government. Yeah, they don't want to answer the, the goddamn phone. A re- there's a reason to be afraid of the government, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what is this information? Like, they're they're going to use it against me. This isn't a this isn't an organization that fucking helps me. No, never. They never. just try to put us in jail. Yeah, they try to catch us being too free or not free in the right way and put us in fucking jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're absolutely right. And and like we're still in that spot where like testing can take 10 to 14 days to get the results, which is no reason to get a test. When I saw that, it was just like, I don't even know why I would get a test. You know, like what's the fucking point? Yeah. If I thought I had it, it's like, I'm just going to have to fucking live with it anyway. Yeah. You would be sick in bed and then the mail would come and be like, you've got COVID. It's like, Oh, I guess that's why I'm in bed now. (laughs) Yeah, No shit. Thank you. It's pathetic though. That's really pathetic. It's all, but it's all bad. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm like, I'm not like the parents that I'm talking to. Like, I'm, I don't think that they're stupid or I don't think that it's everybody wants kids to die, but People are really just like, you know what? Our little community is going to get through this thing. And, uh, 
you know, we're going to wash everything down with Lysol, you know, and that's going to do it. And uh, we, we, we just want to get back to, to school. And it's like we're ignoring the problem. Can I Everybody's just- ignoring the solutions. We have no access to solutions. And uh, and and instead, people are just trying to to squint and uh, grin and bear it. It's very hard for me to imagine that somebody at that like they're not going to hire anybody else at the school, any more custodians at the school. Uh huh. But they are going to step up their cleaning. Oh yeah, at the school, and they're going to make sure that everything's sanitary and sanitized. Yeah, like it, it very much. Also, the teachers get well, well. Get ready, teachers. You're you're cleaning the classroom every day now. Right, and I've been having these conversations with Gwen because our school it's a personal choice, of course, for Still? no reason. Yeah, and so it's a choice. Okay, and they the people that choose to go in person still might not go in person. It's like sort of like they have a tiered system that the kids that go in person will also like be on a three tiered system where like depending on case numbers, you're either home all the time, hybrid or full time. And then the full time online students are just full time online students. And uh, they're going to regret that. Why? Because like once you once they get to the limit and it's just like months and months of being in like the highest tier. It's going to be very deflating. Yeah. Well, and then I started talking. So now it's like these conversations that I have to have. I got a 15 year old, you know, and I don't want to make this decision for her because she's 15. And, and like, yeah. I, I don't think there's any reason for me to make it. It, it really is sort Your of up is to concerned her with it too. Right. I understand that. But, you know, but for a while there, Katie was going to work. So it's like, what am I supposed to do now? She's home. And, uh, I have said that like, I would rather her do online. And that like, my opinion is that, um, my opinion on, on going into school is that the reason these parents are saying these kids, oh, they need to go to school because they need to socialize and they need to be around each other. Well, these kids, they're not going to have lunch. You know what I mean? You're not going to be able to be within six feet of anybody. You're, you're, you're going to be socially distanced in a room. There's like not going to be any normal level of socializing right. that you couldn't, if everybody was just online, organize in the days with your bubble. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to have a bubble of the kids, but I'm like watching some of these kids in my neighborhood, like Gwen, she's like, most of my friends have jobs now. And I'm like, you know where they're working. Yeah. They're essential workers. Essential they're, workers. They're working at restaurants. Yeah. And f- fucking places like that. And it's like, just people are kind of, I think they're tired of it. I don't think that. I know that everybody knows that they shouldn't be going back to school. I do believe that even the people that are sending their kids back to school, they, they know that they shouldn't go back, but there's so much fucking pressure to go back. And there's no answer on the other side. There's no solution. Like if we agree not to go to school, it's not because it's going to help. Like it's just, it will keep some of this at bay, you know, but uh, like I, I don't, there's, not gonna there's no leadership on this thing 
No. Listen to this, though. Noting that Dr. Anthony S. Fauci, the government's top infectious disease expert, and Dr. Deborah L. Burks, his administration's top coronavirus coordinator, have high approval ratings, even as his own have sagged, Mr. Trump added, and yet they're highly thought of. But nobody likes me. It can only be my personality, he concluded. <laughs> and then he walked off the fucking stage. So he just pouted <laughs> to get people to feel bad? <laughs> hey, I don't think anybody's ever tried that. I pout. But in a presidential election, this might be an unheard of. Going for a pout? Going for a pout. It can't work, dude. I have a kid and it works. It does work. I, I think it, it, it uh, I mean, it's, he's known for new... New moves. He does. He's not held by any old rules. So maybe pouting will work. Maybe he'll just be like, well, I mean, I just tried to make America great and fuck, nobody liked it. I'm sorry. And, you know, I'm a Nazi now. And, you know, I, I guess I'm sorry, people. I just wanted everybody to get along. <laughs> that would- I mean, that's his speech at the the Republican convention. (laughs) Fuck it, I guess. You know, none of my celebrity friends want to hang out with me. Now I got to hang out with all these politics nerds. I got this nerd Fauci. He gets to throw the first pitch. When I go to a game, everybody boos. This sucks. I get it. I don't like it. it, Okay. Well, fuck. I guess if you want Joe Biden, take him. You know? (laughs) Okay. You know, uh, fucking he doesn't do any more rallies. He just sits in a room <laughs> and bouts. Yeah. I mean, you know, people do like the like depression stuff. Yeah. That kind of humor, that Bojack Horseman yes. kind of humor that yeah. people got going on. He could turn some Zoomers. Like, oh, dude, yeah. you know, you're just an old guy. He sucks, man. He was just vibing, and then he just, you know, it didn't work out. <laughs> he was. He was vibing. He was vibing, trying to make America great. Yeah, and, and now everybody's mad at him. Fizzled out. It's like, what the hell, man? He was just telling us to go to bars and have fun and shit. You know, you said you got some stuff. I got uh, a few things. I yeah. would love to hear it. I got some. Uh, uh, okay, this one is pretty good. Uh, oh no! Please log in again. Of course. Um, this first one is from. It's it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, a person was looking for a job at a brewery, uh, and they filled out an application and sent it in, and they got contacted for an interview, and they were like, they did a smart move. They're like, I'm going to go on the website. I'm going to see what they make, get familiar with what they do, right? Yeah. They have a beer called the Fallen Hero Ale. And it has, it's like a Captain, it's not Captain America. It's like a five-sided flag, like a pennant flag. But it's Blue Lives Matter flag. Oh, cool. I just, on the way here, there were some white ladies in yoga pants stringing a thin blue line across uh, the overpass. I don't know. I didn't see the whole thing, you know, but they had a thin blue like a uh, thing, like a streamer that yeah. they were streaming across an overpass. And oh, I was going to look no. and see if it's still there. I mean, I'm not going to be able to see it on the way home, but maybe Sunday if I see it or on the way here this weekend, if I see it, I will uh, I will take that down. Oh, my God. That is awful. Well, it could have been something else. No, it wasn't. 
Yeah. If, <laughs> definitely something popped. It just popped right into my mind, you know? Uh, okay. I'm a brewer in Denver. I look at job boards. A place I applied to Voli Brewing has this. Uh, the proceeds of this fallen hero ale go to the families of dead cops. Yeah. Um, they asked me for an interview, and I knew I couldn't work with people who would make something like this. Here are screenshots of the emails between me and the CEO. Oh, I love our listeners. Do you know why I love our listeners? Because they would... Because me, I'm a fucking... I'm a fucking coward, okay? Like, I went to drop the car off, right? And I told you, I, I was texting with you on the way there because I was having a fucking anxious meltdown. Uh-huh. Because I had called the manager and the manager told me to drop the car off and I was going to have to go in and talk to the employees that I talked to the manager. Yes. Uh, same guy, dude. The, the same fucking guy is there to, to, to meet you. He's there to meet me. And I'm wearing a mask. So he, he doesn't necessarily know who I am. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't drop a white Kia Soul was here last week. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, you want that cat convert? Whatever they say. And I said, no. The manager called me, told me to bring the car back. I'm just, you know, dropping it off. And the guy's like, for what? And I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude. He said he would call me. He's like, he said he'd call you. And I said, yeah. And I just fucking, I ran out of there as fast as I could. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable with it. It really put me in a bad position to have to do that. Like where like I'm in the right here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying he, about. He, this guy didn't fucking fix the car. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about this thing you're doing. Like the listener, the person that sent this in, totally in the right. I'm just too much of a coward to do the confrontation. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have what they sent exactly. Uh, I guess they just said basically, I, you know, after reviewing the beers, I don't think this is a good fit. And uh, this person, the CEO replied, I'm happy to discuss this issue in person. Please feel free to call my cell phone number below at any time. Thin blue line, <clears throat> thin blue line is not what this is about and never has been. Okay. What is it about? If it's going to comp, uh, it, cause they can say it's not about the thin blue line. It's about the widows and the families of the police. No, even worse. Oh, okay. We support many diverse causes in the community. So thin blue line is just one of the many causes. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, hey, a lot of businesses give to both Democrats and Republicans. You know, that's the kind of shit we're up to, you know, but uh, I don't, they don't really, um, they don't really ex explain this very much. We support many diverse causes in the community. And here, for example, for the past four years, we've supported the Colorado Fallen Hero Foundation and we brew a beer for them as a fundraiser. Same thing. This foundation provides support and funeral services for the families of fallen law enforcement officers. Yeah, we knew that. Ben, our listener, knew that. Yeah. That's why they wrote in... That's why they don't want to work there. Yeah, that's the thing. No, you don't understand. You, you thought it was a thin blue line beer. It's to support cops in the thin blue line. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blue lives matter. Well, there's beer. It's very diverse. I mean, we, we give to all kinds of charities. What's that a charity again? Oh, we give to this charity called the Fallen Hero Foundation. They uh, give money to support the thin blue line and funerals. Uh, <laughs> it is an independent charity, and we are proud to help. I know this is a sensitive subject and time for all of society, 
but in no ways is Tivoli Brewing Company in any way supportive of any extremist group on either side of the political no. and social divide. Ah. I mean, if you're giving money to the police, you're yeah. definitely on that side. This and guy, you know what this guy's worried about more thin, than anything. Thin Blue Line is like a hate group shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's the Punisher skull, really. He's not worried about hiring. I mean, he's worried that the person that wrote this in is going to post about right. it. And then now he's going to have to be, he's like, oh, shit, you know. Then people are going to go look at his likes on all of his social media stuff and find out like the kind of stuff he's into, which is probably bad. Yep. I mean, thin blue line people, their likes are probably terrible. I would imagine the stuff that they're involved in. Oh yeah, the stuff that makes them crack (laughs) crack up online. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. To infer that from a website view is very short sighted. Okay. I think you will find our team very inclusive of color, gender, sexual orientation, and religious choice. And our m- diverse makeup reflects that. Okay. How do we know that? Yeah. Wh- who knows that? That said, I totally understand and respect your position. And from my perspective, I will always robustly defend Tavoli, our employees, and what we stand for. Well, at least he's robustly doing something. Yeah, it's robust. Know? I'm just, it's a robust defense, and, and that's really all you're really looking for. Somebody to really fucking robustly feel strong about their opinions. Yeah, so they're, they're very inclusive. Uh, very inclusive, and that's, was very stupid of them to think to think poorly of them simply because they raise money for police officers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we quit going to that pizza shop for the same goddamn reason, yeah. you know? Yeah. They were, they were fucking asking for, they were like collecting money for, uh, you know, real, uh, for, for like a beat, a brutal oh. cop. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Police, an actual one that was like, yeah. Committing crimes. And they would probably say they were apolitical. In that case, oh, hey, you know, we give all kinds of things. It's like, uh, this cop. You know what? I don't have these. Um, I can do, well, this is a good one to check out. Uh, there's so many on this, but, uh, there is, if you're in the Atlanta area, there's an Instagram called no call, no show ATL. That is just pages after pages of like iOS press releases from employees Talking about, you know, I work at Waffle House on 5th Street, Georgia Tech campus. I had symptoms on July 2nd working there. Customers had no masks, no social distancing. I called off, went to get tested. A few few days later, I definitely had a headache, no taste or smell, coffee wheezing, and my body was aching. I'm still waiting for my results, and I've now been fired for waiting for my results. And I told the people I work with that night to go get tested. Jesus. So it's all anonymous. Uh, yeah, Barcelona Wine Bar in Inman Park. Like, uh, all these exposés on, like, Hooters downtown. I mean, here's the thing. We know, just personally, I, I'm not going to, like, because I haven't done, like, a super real job during COVID. But I do know what managers, general managers, shift managers like, I know what kind of people they are, and I know the kind of expectations they have. And I am very sure well, that I that they're pressuring people to come to work with COVID. I'm very sure of that. I, I mean, the people that end up in those jobs are usually just 
want to just have the position of power that they got, maybe the little bit of extra income. They don't want to move or go anywhere else. And they're just prepping themselves to, to go in there and be like, suck it up, buttercup. Like It's very tough times right now, and I don't feel bad at all. I have to just follow the policy of the company and you're getting fucked over. Oh, let me look at, let me, let me talk about it from their side though. Just real quick. Here. Sure. Okay. So you got the job of manager at the waffle house, right? You get to go sit back in a little closet room with all the cameras and you know, the straws and shit in yeah. there and like tap away on a computer the whole time. One of these employees gets COVID you're out there fucking making waffles. True. That sucks. That's not you good. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> it kind of negates the yeah, that's part of true. the job where you just sit in a back room and stare at a computer. That's I don't so think good. they have that at Waffle House, to be fair. Like, do they have do they have a back area at Waffle House? I don't know. Mm. I've never been back. But I'll say this. Like, you know, like at a McDonald's or something like that, those people are being I, I don't know. They're they're being pressured to do it, and they're being like it's not. It might not be like that. They're saying you you have COVID, you have to work. It would be technicalities. It would be things like, well, you don't have a fever, so you're probably okay. Why don't you get a test after work, and then when you get and then you know come in until you get the result, and then. You know, we'll deal with it when we have the result because that like buys the time to move the fucking schedule around. Yeah. And it doesn't there. There isn't a consideration about passing COVID around in much the same way that they don't really have a consideration about passing the flu around in any year or or the common cold. They just they like don't at a lot of restaurants and like service level jobs. They don't want you to call in sick ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, e if you're sick, they still want you to come to work. They want you to try. Yeah. It's like, you think you can try this time? We really need you tonight on Expo. Yeah. And I just feel like, like, maybe there are some places that are handling this differently than they did previously in, in January, how they would handle a, a call in sick. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure there are some people, but I'm also very positive that there's a lot of managers that are heaping pressure on that are accusing people of faking having COVID that are accusing people of faking, you know, coming off where we see the people accusing people on unemployment of, of like just being lazy and trying to stay on unemployment. You oh, know, yeah. we see that regularly. it's happening all the time now. So, we know that people are being forced back to work. And we also just instinctively know that at the bottom level of any company, at the bottom three levels of any company, you do not call in sick. It is just so frowned upon. You know, I've seen people get fired. Oh, yeah. For doing if it. A, if, it's, if it's a bad day. Yeah. You just pick the wrong day to call in sick and you get fired. I watched. A, I mean, I saw guys get fired when I was working at at the at the cable company, which was a job that was like kind of hard to get fired from. But I watched guys get fired for calling in sick. You know, they're like 
Oh, I called in sick two weeks ago. Now he's sick again. He had to be faking one of the times. Right. It's like fucking people can get sick twice. It happens. Yeah. It's not an impossible fucking thing. <laughs> you know? And like, I, I, I mean, I just, I saw them. I, I've seen it happen and it's really fucking tough, man. It's, it's really tough to try to figure out. And then when you look at the gig economy, that is also another problem. Like I'm seeing stories that it's actually failing too because there's too many fucking people doing it now because too many people got laid off and need the fucking money. Yeah. So now unemployed people are doing the the gig economy. And so uh uh it says this article that just came out today says the gig economy is failing. Say hello to the hustle economy. Unemployed teachers, cooks, dancers are turning to Patreon, Twitch, and OnlyFans to make their money. Which is like good. More people doing their thing, doing something artistic. It's just an incredibly hard world to make a living in and it's like not going to happen right away. And that's like the real issue, you know, it's like I had, you know, the time to wait for this to get me to where I am now. Uh, you're not just going to start a Patreon as a, as a, as a unemployed teacher yeah, yeah, and start making the kind of money even we make, which yeah. we make on the low end of what everybody makes, you know? And like, uh, uh, it, it's not a solution. OnlyFans is not a solution. I don't even know what you do with OnlyFans. Like, you can't go telling people in your real life about it. So then you, now I have to turn into like an online fucking, I have to turn into like an online fucking uh, uh, SEO marketer or something like that. Just so I can maybe try to eke out some kind of fucking money because I can't even fucking drive for Lyft anymore because they're, that's dried up, you know, because ride sharing's done. Like, I don't know how Lyft, especially, because they don't have a delivery service. I don't know, like, how they come back. They probably own one. Do they? I don't know. I, mean, I don't think they do. I guess that they own it. They own scooters and all the other stuff. But they don't. Um, does Lyft have a delivery service? Oh, they're doing it now. Meal is the name of it. Meal? Well, nobody's using that. Meal. Never heard of it. But yeah, I, I just think like we're fucked, you know? Like there's the 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 they're not doing anything for us. We're like on our own. And on top of that, they're like crushing us. They're sending feds to cities to be ready for when they start evicting people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like people are going to run, they're going to cut these unemployment benefits. And what we saw in Portland is going to be how they handle that. It's not going, it's get, this is the, the trajectory that is right there in front of our fucking faces and feels like something that probably can't be stopped even just by getting rid of Trump. Like this feels like something that, is probably just going to keep accelerating at this point. Yeah. Like they, it's just going to keep, keep going, you know? Yeah. Um, the, we're, we're definitely driving over the edge on a lot of stuff. It's coming up and, uh, and, and you're right. I mean, the protesting, protesting against rent strikes 
is going to, they now have a blueprint of what to do to get, you know, to get federal agents in here to just fucking snatch people up. You and know, also, if they decide that, you know, protesting, if they decide that, you know, uh, property damage is violence, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, they're, they're also, did you see the thing they're making people sign? On a, to get their bail, they have like conditional bail, and one of the conditions is that they don't show up to any protests before their court hearing. Wow! So you're like off the streets. Yeah, they get you out of it, and yeah. and like so, like it's being theorized that they're just scooping up as many people yeah. as they can to then make it so they can't go back so out on the street. Temporary restraining order from protesting. Yeah, yeah. So I just like I don't even. I, I don't know how to beat them, but I do know that we know our cities better than the feds. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> We've seen what happens when they try to go into places where people know the landscape a little better. They have better weapons or whatever, but these are our streets. Like we always just got to remember that like they're going to fly a bunch of people in that don't know their way around. Yes. They have all the tools and all the drones and all that stuff, but, we got the numbers, man. And it's, yeah, very little to, to, they like very little to push back against them. Like umbrellas, how pissed off they are about umbrellas is, is laser fucking pointers. hilarious. And laser pointers. Seeing them pointer. cry about laser pointers or, or like skinned knees. Yeah. You see all those? The, I, the guy that runs Border Patrol is like constantly posting these brave soldiers. One guy fucking so clearly slipped off his pedals and got cut by the, uh, the, bike you yeah, know yeah. it happens like, yeah, oh, like yeah. i saw a bunch of people talking about it it's so clear that that happened he's like look what our our men in blue are having to deal with and it's like dude <laughs> like what happened there or like a guy will have a skinned knee and they're like look at this or like i saw i saw people complaining because they got paint on them yesterday <laughs> i saw a video of a projectile of some sort maybe a bottle of water or something bounce off the ground and then bounce into a guy's leg and then he kind of moved around for a second and then he reached over and grabbed his partner and then started dragging his leg. Like he had just been fucking. He flopped. Aged. Yeah. He like flopped. he's playing fucking soccer yep. or basketball. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> like it was a fucking, it was a bottle of water. It's like a bomb going off next yeah. to him. Now they're flopping. Yeah. I mean, I do like when I think about it, it's like, you know, they're trained or whatever, but they are just kids. A lot of them are Ooh. the, agents are probably in their 20s and uh you know you're gonna peel off a certain amount of them that are just gonna be like i don't want to bust heads in american streets and then uh those ones that you can't peel off of there they just gotta make their lives hell i yeah. saw people complaining about them getting doxxed and i was like oh god well fuck them yeah you know yeah that's the risk they made their choice i i run the risk of getting dox doxxed all the time i'm right. not fucking crying about it you know well, I don't run the risk. I am just doxxed. So, uh, well, I think that's that's going to do it. I'm going to go home and be rashed. I've been staying You're clearing up. up, right? Well, I am clearing up, but I'm on steroids, so I can't sleep. Uh, I'm on prednisone, which fun. is a steroid. And then I also rub a steroid cream on my body. It's humiliating. Just, I never want to get a cream. At the pharmacy. Why? I don't know why. I think it's a 90s sitcom thing. And if you want to ride this thought out with me, I will give it to you. Okay. Okay. I didn't eat Indian food until I was almost 40 years old because 
90 sitcoms made it sound like the worst shit in the world. Even in the 2000s. Even in the 2000s. Probably in the 2010s. Along came Polly, had an epic Indian food scene. Yes. And I just didn't try it because it was like, who would eat that? It's fucking gross. You know, I heard it on Friends, you know, or Sushi. You know, you're going to get all this food poisoning from Sushi because that was like the big story in every sitcom. Creams from the pharmacy. Another big 90s sitcom joke format. Oh, hey, it's your cream. You know, right. right. They know. Stinky butt cream. Yeah. It's yes. It's either your butt needs a cream. Your dick or balls need a cream. It's never just like, it's never like for me, it was like, it was just like my stomach and my chest and my neck. But automatically, the woman behind the counter is like, you see this motherfucker come in here for cream? It's yeah. the Taco Bell situation all over again. I thought they were laughing their heads off at me. Because you ordered cream? Because I had to go in there and get, get a prescription a- cream. Everybody needs creams, dog. Hmm. The I world's using creams. I gotten a prescription cream ever, I don't think. I think this is my first prescription cream. Really? Ever. Yeah, why would I get one? What would I need one for? It sounds like you have bad skin. Not that bad. This is like a, you know, one-time thing. Uh, hasn't detergents bothered Happened you? Happened when I was little, yeah. Oh, like, there's little. a detergent when I was a teenager. But then I stopped using that detergent. It didn't come back. All I right. have sensitive skin. But I just never had creams. Even that time, it was pills. I like pills, man. I don't mind going in and getting a pill. It could be fucking... A greasy dick pill. It could be called greasy dick pills. Uh-huh. And I would be totally fine picking that up because it would just be like, you yeah. know, I got a greasy dick, you know? Yeah, it's like I, it. it's like I get rid of it. <laughs> but for some reason, a cream, I just, because I'm immature and I'm probably, if I'm the pharmacist, I'm standing behind the counter like, this fucking guy's going to go home and rub this cream all over himself. I like creams because, like, a, a pill I don't trust. For stuff on the outside of my body, they're like, here's a pill. I'm like, what the fuck's that going to do? The problem's on the outside. I'm me? 90% sure the pill is what's stopping this whole thing. It's the, it's the pill. It's not probably the cream. The cream is just, like, for relaxing. Sure. You know, it's like cream time. It keeps. It's for comfort. Yeah, just humiliating to get a cream. I gotta cut it out, man. What? I need to just be a normal person. Yeah, that would be. My daughter has easy. such like social anxiety now. About creams? No, not about creams, but I'm sure if there was a cream, she would be freaking about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh shit, I gotta get a Fuck. cream, you know? Fuck. And it's probably because of me. Because I have fucking weirdness about everything. And I thought the people at Taco Bell were making fun of me. I don't want to go get a cream because I think the pharmacy's making fun of me. Right. Like, I've been thinking about... And now the car guys are probably all fucking... Oh, yeah, they definitely are. Oh, they're kicking stuff thinking about me. Fucking their, their, their manager probably yelled at them. Oh, I feel like the worst person. I didn't get a chance to say I don't want anybody to get in trouble. Because he just didn't care. Yeah. About my side. He was just like, bring it back. I'll handle it. You don't get to pick that. I know, but I they just don't, want to say You don't like roll in and just get to take over the shop. I wasn't saying that. I was just going to be like, I don't want anybody. Everybody was very kind to me. Yeah. They just didn't fix my car. They just didn't do their job at <laughs> and they all. Charged me a bunch of money and then told me they wanted to charge me a bunch more. <laughs> I love that he was like, oh, you're back, man. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. You got another two grand? Shit. Look at you fucking rolling in. Can I borrow some money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. He was the guy also that wasn't wearing a mask when we were there. Yeah. Because there was the one maskless guy, and he was maskless every time I went. He's wearing a mask yes, the other day. Okay. So somebody obviously said something. Yeah. This guy's treading on thin ice. This guy he won't wear a mask. He won't fix a car. He's he's yelling about catalytic converters. Very well. Hopefully Sunday I will know the end of the car saga will be there. Yes, finally. You know it's possible that they're just gonna fucking fix it now. You think so? I do feel like now that it's a good possibility that he the managers can like fix it and get this guy out of my hair. You yeah. know. Um. I mean, especially because. The labor numbers that they charge you are fucking made up, you know? Yeah, and I got a uh, buddy also that is a listener to this show that offered, if I want help putting the thing on, that they would help me. It, it's like a few bolts. Cap- oh, the a catalytic exhaust- converter. Yeah. So, like, I could do it, I think. I'm like, a, I'm decently good with tools and shit, and uh, with him there, I'm sort of unstoppable. You know, which it's really just going to be me being like, are you sure you don't like need any help? Yeah, can like, I get just you standing there, drink? go in and get him a Gatorade. Crisp, yeah, these are these are real hard to get. This is uh, <laughs> you want a caramella? I give him a caramella. Yeah. Oh, not yeah. till they're done though. Not till he's done. Yeah, no, no. He like, would get that just quick the job. As soon as he had the caramello in the middle, he'd just be like, yeah, I'm just going to stay mellow instead. Yeah, when I had those two boxes of them, Gwen ate. She was like, I ate one. I just don't get what the fuss is about. And I was like, what are you eating one for? <laughs> You're mine. <laughs> All right. That's the show. All right. Thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio. Uh, you can subscribe to us as a podcast. I got a bonus conversation with uh, Tommy Franklin from the Weapon of Choice podcast. That's going to be on the the Patreon. I'm sorry. That's going to be on the podcast feed. There was no live stream of that. So you have to subscribe to the show as a podcast on Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Stitcher, whatever it is, uh, and you can get it there. I also did a guest appearance on the Rock Hard Caucus podcast out of Iowa. Uh, I talked to Evan, Justin, and Natalie and had a great conversation and got to talk about jobs and teenage working and all kinds of fun stuff. So check that show out. And then uh, I also got those some of the uh, outstanding foods, uh, vegan uh, pork rinds. So I'm going to do a live stream of all the flavors uh, over the coming weeks. So follow follow on Instagram, Street Fight WCRS. Uh, we will see you on Sunday. Peace. It's NASCAR on Sunday, baby. I got money on it. Hit the strip out of school, couldn't wait till I got out of class You stare at the clock and shit Before all this rap shit, I was gang banging and doing high speeds on the cops and shit And I'm straight from the shop, but I ball like a king up in Cali and shoot like Stoyakovic Keep applying that pressure, I go on the run, it ain't no letting up, ain't no stopping this Had to tell my little brother to chill, gotta stay in the house, come outside, he be popping shit You ain't heard about us, well you need to go watch the news, niggas know we be dropping shit Got the feds on my ass in the hood, cause they think I'm the one who been buying them glocks and shit I'm just focused on music, they say my last tape was a classic, but I got some harder shit Might be rocking the show, or if I'm not up in the studio, I'm fucking this K.
cash off Don't you know Polo G skinny tall with the dress Till a nigga be rapping his ass off Yeah, I heard she got surgery Still wanna clap from the back just to see if her ass off Go like hardwood rocks, we blast off Try to throw us some bullets, but we made them fumble Like, no, you ain't getting that pass off Bring the block, now I'm taking my mask off Hit the gas like you racing, speed off in them forums And leave tire marks on the asphalt It's gonna be R.I.P. once your ass caught He like front, we knocking his cap off Another day, a new chain or a Mac ball All this ice got me freezing like Jack Frost uh -huh. That boy a bitch, that's his dad fault If you play, then you like, we can crash out When I up and hit shit, man, that's man down And B.O.A. pulling them bands out D.O.A., bitch, I get your mans out A rockstar from the block, I stand out Came for nothing, I fuck my advance out When I hit the game with my flow, niggas ran out Fuck it, I'm not your average joke When I leave the house, I took it I'm rich, I'm shop on no budget He catch him, I look young and want him a bucket I hop on this bitch and run it If I said it, I seen it or done it These little niggas never rob nobody Ain't caught nobody And ain't getting no money Where I'm from, it's sports and gunplay We looked up to the killer and dealers But even them niggas won't make it out one day I'm my first time, I been had hood fame Took out like I was on the wrong way I'm a star, but still post on the one way Them niggas talk, but they won't play Let them back say like the choir on Sunday Hop on the scene and I'm thugging it Glock on my hips, so you know that I'm clutching Catch me up, I'm a down, I'm in public Police keep asking, I'm changing the subject The way I grew up, man, that nigga was wrecking Why the fuck you got a gun, you not gonna bust In the hundreds of shots, I ain't doing no touch Give a nigga some patience like he David Ruffin I ain't gon' cap, I don't even like rapping But I love rapping them bodies and shit Fuck the bitch and when I get done I'ma up my Glock and then rob the bitch Catch a nigga when he clock out I'ma get him whacked at his job and shit And I don't know why the police keep fucking with me Cause they ain't stopping shit Damn, spin on your block like a remix Shoot him in the face, get his teeth lit Extend the clip like a broomstick Shoot a flick like Netflix Scratch her off off the checklist I just bought a gun off Craigslist Shoot the opposite brain, I'm leaving the stain Only thing you see is red shit If the police behind, we keep dust My gun needs some draws, it got nuts Whole game, we strapped on test us If a nigga play, he gon' get bust Damn, in the leader, top shotter Dumb daughter, got the balls like a collar